Welcome back to the Inspiring Competence Podcast for external use only. How's everybody doing? Good. Good. Perfect. So, let's loot a dragon horde. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good things happened last time. All right. So, when last we left our heroes, uh, I think we had Uhtred, Arginus, and Teoblith flying back down the Wailing Cascade, this 800-foot-tall waterfall, in search of this Umbral Dragon's horde, of which he must have one. He's a dragon. Exactly. Uh, Well, that assumption was correct, because you found a horde, probably belonging to this dragon, probably not a different dragon. Uh, You are in a cave extending back 100 feet behind the waterfall, which then suddenly drops into a 50-foot deep pit. At the bottom of the pit, you are able to, in excruciatingly quick time, count 826 platinum pieces, 13,503 gold pieces, 26,781 silver pieces, two large rubies worth 2,100 gold each, 94 bloodstones worth 25 gold each, and there are two magic items. There's a magical shield and a magical spear. I will need spellcraft checks for each. Man, I can just do my object reading and get it. Yeah, that's that's so much gold and platinum right there. Yeah, I'll, I I'll really be adding that up we in had a minute some, here. <laughs> I really wish we had some place to put it. <laughs> or some place to spend it. <laughs> I mean, you've got the bag of holding. You've got somewhere to put it. Uh, you just don't have any stores to put it in. <laughs> All right, so with your object reading, uh, Tia Blith, you are able to identify the shield as a greater caster's shield. This plus three light wooden shield acts acts in all ways like a caster's shield, like not not a greater. So the regular caster's shield has a leather strip on the back on which a spellcaster can scribe a single spell as on a scroll. A spell so scribed requires half the normal cost in raw materials. The strip cannot accommodate spells of higher than third level. The strip is reusable. So basically, it's it's a half-off scroll that you can just keep using over and over again. Uh, but otherwise, you know, acts in all ways like a scroll. So it's still a standard action to activate unless the spell on the scroll takes longer to activate. Uh, provokes an attack of opportunity from activating. All that jazz. But once you've used it up, you can just scribe another scroll on it. So that's a regular caster shield, but the greater caster shield uh, can accommodate spells of up to fifth level. Nifty. I thought I thought you said it was a shield. It is a shield. Is there any shielding a, properties to it? Well, uh, yeah, it's a plus three light wooden shield. I see. Uh, and it's a badass scroll. And, well, uh, Tealblith is examining this shield, so he would also realize that there is already a spell scribed on the back of this shield. Go on. (laughs) Uh, It is a uh, scroll, uh, obviously, with the remove disease spell for the caster level of seventh. It's a third level divine spell. Nifty. Yep. Uh, You guys don't have any divine casters in your group, but uh, some use magic device checks or spellcraft checks uh, shouldn't be super hard to utilize or another scroll i think you have to use up the one on it in order to scribe another scroll on it oh all right anyway now how about the spear this spear is a plus two called cold iron spear that's fancy Hmm. what does called do a called weapon can be teleported to the wielder's hand as a swift action that does not provoke attacks of opportunity even if the weapon is in the possession of another creature This ability has a maximum range of 100 feet, and effects that block teleportation prevent the return of a called weapon. A called weapon must be in a creature's possession for at least 24 hours for this ability to function. Alright, that's fun. Not terribly useful to anyone here, but that's fun. As a spear, uh, anybody in the group can use it. If you've got any monsters with DR broken by cold iron, could be a decent backup weapon. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile... 
up at the top of the waterfall, we've got Elksy and uh, Randolph. Uh, if you remember from last week, uh, Thalias got absolutely waffle stomped by that oh, dragon. Oh yeah, that was unfortunate. Elksy got pretty beat up too with that negative energy breath weapon because she don't have no O-balls. But she got healed, everybody's healed, everybody's fine, except for Thalias that needs 24 hours to return. But after she's kind of gotten her grips, uh, Elksy like, kind of straightens up quick and turns to Randolph. She says, Is is Thalias dead? No, he's fine. We just gotta give him some time, and uh, he's rattling around in there right now. Oh, oh, okay. Um, uh, good, good. I'm glad no one was uh, seriously hurt. Well, we did get seriously hurt, but we didn't die. Indeed, yes. Do, do, what, do, do, I, do. what do I have to do to bring Thalias back? It's a one-minute ritual, kind of, to uh, to manifest him out of your consciousness. All right, I'm gonna make it really nice too. I'm gonna have like a. You know, like lit candles and like a nice welcome back the Elias banner. Don't we have those <laughs> incense? Yeah, you should, you, yeah, don't you have one of those incense to bring him back at full health too? Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to use that. Okay. And uh, But yeah, I'm just going to make it as nice as possible. So when he comes back, he's like, oh, you guys, you know. You guys <laughs> he really remembered. <laughs> he remembered, yeah, exactly. All right, cool. So, uh, yeah, probably five... To 10, maybe 15 minutes goes by, considering uh, this horde is at the bottom of that waterfall. There's a lot of coins to count, all that stuff. Uh, the group returns to uh, to the top. What do you guys do? Um, well, you were, uh, yeah, we were you setting were up camp about for the to night, set up so. camp. Yeah. <laughs> when one of you, who shall remain nameless, uh, <laughs> stupidly... Uh, decided to go exploring by themselves. You know, uh, <laughs> as uh, as uh, crazy as it sounds, um, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe we sleep in the dragon's lair so n- no one comes bother us. It's one area, one entrance. <laughs> it's easy enough to protect ourselves. Well, I don't know. I mean. I can get back down there. I don't know about the rest of you. How many more fly spells you got lying around? Yeah, uh, I'll uh, getting back up to the top after the time you spent going down, gathering up all the magic items. I'll generously say uh, is stretching the limits of uh, any fly spells you uh, had activated. So, I mean, if you guys want to pursue that, not saying it's a bad idea. Uh, but you would need uh, some way to get back down there with, you know, refreshing fly spells or if anybody's got Dimension Door or anything. I have no more Dimension Doors for today. <laughs> All right. Uh, so looks like you are limited to uh, camping at the top of this waterfall. So uh, what are we doing with watches? I figure we'll go with the standard that we have been. Uh, we can do Arginus and Teoblith as first watch. Do... Uh, Randolph and Elksy second, and Teoblith and Uhtred for last watch. Sounds good. All right. Well, my la- first watchers give me perception checks. All right. 26 for Teoblith. Oh, Arginus with a 10. Probably distracted by the waterfall. <laughs> I just did the math on the uh, just the pure money that we just found. It was a total of 30,991 gold, wow. which comes out to 7,747 each. And Not too shabby. Nowhere to spend it. <laughs> Correct. That's a classic Alex move. Yeah, but just look at all the gold you have now. <laughs> it's like, wow, I'm so rich. I own everything. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Uh, yeah, nothing, uh, nothing to report. For first watch. All right, then I'm gonna go get my two hours, or else I'm gonna get cranky. <laughs> All right, so it's Randolph and Elksy for second watch. Yep. And I do it in the morning, right? Thalias can't come back now. Yeah, Thalias can't okay. come back for 24 hours, so that's like making camp tomorrow. 
Oh no! Oh, damn. I feel so naked. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Dang, that sucks. So I guess I'll just uh, during my watch while I'm uh, paying attention and making sure we don't get murdered, I'll be uh, sort of just like making preparations because I want to make it real nice when he comes back. You know, I don't want him yeah. to come back uh, to. Oh, hey, by the way, Thalias, <laughs> there you are again. Oh, you were gone. Him... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want him to come back to like wow, you know. So I'll make him like a poem or something, you know, or like uh, document how scared I was when he died. That sort <laughs> of at, thing. Really, look, really heartfelt stuff. Look at Banner, Thelias. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'll be <laughs> making the banner. That's what I'll do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, so give me a perception check at a minus four penalty uh, for doing your prep work for Thelias's return. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, 18. Oh, 14. All right. That's all right because Elksy got a 33. Yeah, I was counting on Elksy. <laughs> As is tradition. As is tradition. All right. Uh, yeah, nothing to report for second watch. Let's move on to third, which is Thalias and Teoblith. Nope. Huh? Utri. <laughs> You're doing a double Utri tonight, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no, the man who's dead and not coming back for 24 hours is doing double. Ugh, 22. 25 and nothing to report for third watch all right so you guys now have a considerable stretch to travel so how considerable probably three or four days to get from here to gallowspire so go ahead and give me survival checks to navigate these mountains. 22. Ah, uh, natural one for a five. And a nine. What about Elksy? <laughs> Elksy got an yep. 18. What about our survival expert? <laughs> uh, so, I'm breaking right tradition, Tia Blith was actually, uh, <laughs> he was the front runner for survival checks. Elksy seems a little distracted today. She's probably missing her man. I think we all are. <laughs> <laughs> That reminds me, I gotta stay out of trouble because uh, he's sort of he's sort of my protector and like half my damage. Okay, so I just made some random encounter rolls. So why don't you guys give me another survival check each? He just wants Elsie to be the top dog. Yeah, <laughs> he's like Elsie didn't do so hot. I'm giving her another shot. Teoblith got a fourteen. Randolph uh, redeemed himself with a 19. Uh, our genus, 7. <laughs> Thelias? Our- Thelias? <laughs> I'm sorry. God damn. It's like you're doing it on purpose. I'm, I'm back at back in book one, guys. <laughs> Eight. Eight. All right. Those are those are cute. Elksy got a 29. <laughs> so, no, I actually just kind of wanted to... So I did my random encounters and... For the next uh, two days of travel, uh, you guys uh, don't really run into anything uh, problematic. Uh, okay. But uh, I don't want to deny Joe his uh, his fanfare if he had uh, anything specific in mind for when he brings the Lias back at the end of this day. Um, I don't have anything like specific to roleplay. I just want to make sure that uh, you know I gather everyone around. And like all his, you know, friends and family are there, and you know, the there's a banner and there's candles lit, the incense I want to use, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Just want right. to make sure he looks nice. Yeah, it's a whole fucking thing. Uh, Thelias returns, and uh, I'll give everybody a uh, a plus two morale bonus on a single d20 roll the next uh, forty eight hours. Freaking sweet, nice. Okay, so it's been about two days since uh, you guys left the Wailing Cascade. It's been uh, it's been nothing but harsh, steep mountain trails ever since then. It's been it's been slow going, uh, mostly because you know you can't like just beeline in the direction that you want to go. You've got to follow like the curves of the mountain, which the mountains themselves aren't terribly difficult to traverse you know, there's very little vegetation on these mountains so uh, as long as you're 
you know, not scaling any sheer cliffs, and you uh, you plan your route carefully enough, you're able to you know, follow, like, we'll call them trails. Uh, you're, you're, for lack of a better term, you're bushwhacking it through these mountains, even though there's hardly any bushes, but it's just the way it's been going. And you get to the upper reaches of the Vaishu Pass, and uh, they offer a commanding view of the Hungry Mountains, as well as a good look at the storm clouds that perpetually roil overhead. You're at the edge of a wide plateau, and you can you can see far, far in the distance what is likely the end of the Hungry Mountains, which would herald uh, the home stretch before you get to Gallowspire in the, uh, the city of Adarak, which was like the Whispering Tyrant's capital city before the Shiny Crusade uh, shut that down. Uh, but before you is like a, a, like a very long trek still, like going down the north end of this plateau. That's when you hear uh, voices approaching you from the sky. From the sky. Cool. Uh, and you look up and you see a small group of looks like winged horses. They clearly see you. They like do a few lazy circles above you before descending. And they're all just like kind of talking to each other. And they're like, wow, look, adventurers. Look, there are adventurers. We must help them get to where they're going. Where are you going, adventurers? Uh, is this like a sarcastic thing, or is this a actual like they're trying to legitimately help us? One of the uh, winged horses steps out of or like flaps out of formation. He like touches down, and he says, "Greetings, noble adventurers. My name is Dawnwatch, and I'm here to help you on your journey." And all the other. Uh, winged horses are like, yes, we will help them on their journey. Uh, ten and they're just like, motive. they're all kind of <laughs> like acting as each other's like hype man. They're just kind of like affirming everything the other person is saying, like very enthusiastically. Yeah, go ahead, roll sense motive. Yeah, ni- yeah 19. <laughs> um, yeah, this is really sketch. Yeah, I mean, even 32. for our genus, like, <laughs> this is kind of a level of, uh, I, I don't know how to take this. Traveling through like the most hostile environment we can ever find, and now these like super nice flying horses are coming to offer us a ride. I don't fucking buy it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a thirty-two. Boom. Ooh. Uh, everybody, no, nobody's really sensing any deceptions uh, except for Randolph, who is uh, definitely <laughs> uh, picking up some deceptions. They they seem like they are. Uh, they have ulterior motives. See, I'm gonna convey that to the group that, uh, you know, my as a keen adventurer and with Thalias back, you know, we're picking up some really bad vibes. And I don't care. I don't care how nice they seem. We are not going with them. All of especially, the, especially not all the way in the air. The the all of the other winged horses that haven't touched down, they're just kind of like doing slow circles above dawn watch and they're all just going la 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 hooray adventurers while they're circling i'm gonna uh, point out the similarities to uh you know a condor or a vulture circling above head <laughs> uh, <do laughs> like they might be saying check? la 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 but i'm gonna ready in action like the moment that any of them get too close i'm just going to break the silence on it and just start attacking okay uh i mean they seem like they're waiting for you guys to respond yeah uh like they're like they they've greeted you introduced themselves and expressed their uh their intent or you know so they so they say do do we get any kind of knowledge check on them like a knowledge nature it's a knowledge arcana check 35 21 on a natural one I love how Nick had to like be like, because I got a natural one. (laughs) Matt got a 35. Uh, You all identify these creatures as Pegasi, plural of Pegasus. Uh, 
The Pegasus is a magnificent winged horse that sometimes serves the cause of good. You know, that said, you have successfully sensed motive, uh, and they do not seem to have uh, benevolent intentions. Um, you know, th- these are not like very complicated creatures. Like you don't like you can you can ask a bunch of questions, but like they don't have like they have a constant detect evil and a constant detect good spell like ability on. They've got a fairly fast fly speed of 120 feet. You know, they don't really have much else going on in terms of monster ID questions. Alright. Well, big on, Beast. If we needed to fly somewhere, we'd fly ourselves. Then why are you walking on the ground, adventurers? And then another one uh, touches down. He says, I will be your beast of burden. And then the other ones in the air go, Beast of burden, beast of burden. Put all of your bags on my back, adventurers. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> also, I'm not walking on the ground. I have the beast of burden already. <laughs> oh, that's true. Like, I've drawn a line in the snow, like, about two feet from where they're standing. The moment that they get a little, like, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> um, I'm just going to keep walking, like, ignore them. Just, I said be gone, beast. We don't want your services. I'll support him with a, yeah, <laughs> get out of here. Shoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't love you yeah. anymore, Pegasi. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, Be with your own kind. Uh, Don Watch says they want to travel on foot. We will act as their bodyguards. Yay, bodyguards! And they all like just the the two that have touched down. They they take flight again. They're just kind of like following you guys in the air. Now they're uh, vultures. And they're just, la, 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 helping adventurers, la, 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 la. Oh, God, they're going to give our position away. I second that, uh, Tiablith. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if, uh, these guys are making signals to, uh, outsiders. So what do you guys do? I was thinking maybe there's a way to get them to help us by leaving us alone, you know? Like, uh, hey, you know, if you really, if you guys really wanted to help, we could use a, uh, a message sent. Yeah, 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 a message. Get them to go literally somewhere else. Like, we have to travel to this way, but we, what we really need is a message back to that way. An important message. We will deliver this message for you, adventurers. Yeah, yeah, hold on. Let me just, uh, I've got it here somewhere, and I take out a piece of paper and start scribbling down something. <laughs> How would you scribble down? They? I don't know. Can they can they read my message? Because <laughs> I'd love uh, to write. Don't trust these guys. Run. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, with your considering how little there is to know about these guys, um, you would know that the average uh, Pegasus has an intelligence score of ten. Okay, uh, perfect. So on the message, I'm gonna write. You know, to whom it may concern, these guys are dangerous. They're not going to help you. Run for your life. Sorry, I sent them to you. Good luck. Oh, All right. Randolph. So one of them, uh, one of them touches down, and they say, uh, "Where will we send the message to, adventurers?" Yo, send it. Yes, where will we go? <laughs> send them to the to the demigod. Uh, no, s- s- send them to vigil. <laughs> yeah, I'm think I was thinking somewhere that we've already been that you know. Oh yeah, vigil. Yeah. I'm going to say Vigil. Uh, out of curiosity, don't look into it, uh, who's carrying the bag of holding? I have the handy haversack. I'm not sure, honestly, who has the bag of holding. Honestly, I f- I, it probably I would I very much be... doubt Tia Bluff has it. Yeah, because I'm new. It probably would be Randolph, just because, like, yeah, a bag of holding right. is know, actually never... kind of heavy, so, like, yeah. you know, the strong guy would probably be the one carrying it generally. Yeah, it's probably me. All right. Um, so this uh, this Pegasus uh, approaches Randolph, who's uh, holding out this letter to be taken. Uh, and instead of grabbing the letter, uh, the Pegasus actually uh, lunges with its uh, with its mouth at Randolph's bag of holding. Okay, mm. that's a no no. <laughs> time, time to kill the horses. 
So that's going uh, to be a 17 versus your CMD. It should be higher than that. Yeah. Oh, probably. yeah, I got 20, 28. This thing is, like, prancing forward. It's, like, doing that, like, little, like, knees, like, high knee prance that, that horses do. And it, like, reaches out with its teeth as if it's going to grab the letter. But then it lunges out and it uh, it grabs hold of your bag of holding. But you, uh, you pull back and... Uh, prevent it from doing so uh and now everybody roll initiative i'm sorry i never actually gave you a exact number there are eight pegasi eight what eight yeah i knew there was like a whole herd because like there was one or two that came down and he said there were others circling overhead others that made me feel so much more uncomfortable yeah sorry about that (laughs) i knew they were gonna try and steal our kidneys yep all right utrid 18. Randolph. 17. Arginus. 8. Teoblith. 8. All right. Uh, so the jig is up. Uh, as crafty as they were and as deep as you were uh, sucked into the ruse, the jig is up. And you guys know that these things uh, do not wish to help you. Uh, up first is Uhtred. And it's only the one that's down on the ground? Yeah, the others are about 50 feet in the air. I will draw Valo and use my sheet to... Uh, that's a standard action, isn't it? Yes. I will draw Valo, um, use an Arcana point as my swift action to Keen Valo, and then I will cast, with my standard action, Fly on myself. All right. Next up is Randolph. Um, this fool is right in front of you. Yeah, uh, I don't take kindly to him taking our bag of holding and just generally lying to me and uh, being a dick. So so we're just going to get into a flank position around this thing. Sure. And uh, I'm going to scythe and Thelias is going to... Which of you uses the move action to get around? Thelias. Okay. Go ahead. Here we go. Scythe attack. Uh, it's a 24. 24 hits. Hit. Yeah, it's uh, 21 plus 2 acid damage. And then for my second attack, it's a 26 to hit for 20 damage plus 1 acid. I'll stop you right there because uh, your two scythe attacks uh, just absolutely myrtle this uh, Pegasus. And um, with Thelias' action, he's going to point his shovel at you know the rest of them up there, sort of saying, you want some of this? Because that's, yep. you know, you mess with us, you're going to get absolutely beat up. Yeah. Uh, it is Elxie's turn, and uh, Elxie's been pretty silent this entire time. She seemed, like, very uncomfortable by all of this. Uh, but now she's, like, uh, she's, uh, she sees uh, Randolph destroy that Pegasus, and she looks skyward. She says, yeah, there's more where that came from. You better just get out of here. And now it's Tia Blitz's turn. She starts barking like an elf. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, Teolith is going to pull out his bow. This is a move action, and he's just going to take a single shot at one of the flying Pegasi uh, right. as a standard action. Uh, deadly aim. This one. It's a twenty-eight to hit. That'll hit. So that is fourteen points of damage. Okay. And then it's Arginus's turn. Our genus is going to fireball. Okay. All right, so I owe you seven reflex saves. <laughs> what's uh, what's the DC? So I'll just tell you how many pass and we fail. Uh, for third, it is 19. Okay, that is four fails and three passes. Oh. For uh, 10 D6s, uh, 44. All right. Uh, so the one that Teoblith had already hit uh, is finished off. Uh, the other three that failed their saves are also finished off. And that leaves three that take 22 points of damage. And uh, it is now the Pegasi turn. And they, uh, they just do a quick 180. And they go, no, run away, run away. And they start uh, flying. They fly away as a full round action. They take a double move. 
Uh, at, after that blast in the sky, uh, our genus turns back around and is just, on we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not done uh, yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So it is, uh, so they're already 50 feet above you and they just flew 240 feet away so we'll just call that 250 feet even uh, and we'll go through another round real quick anybody who's got anything they want to do Uhtred it is your turn yeah I'm going to take a double move and fly after them I don't really want to catch them but I do want them to uh, hopefully see that I'm flying so they don't think that they can come back and just fly and be safe Right. Yeah. So you are flying with the use of your fly spell? Yeah. Okay. So that's, I, I believe, a 60-foot fly speed, so you can move yep. 120 feet. Correct? Correct. All right. Uh, Randolph. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> I'm going to stay right. foot. All right. And, uh... Uh, neither does Elksy. Tia Uh Yeah. Full attack on these retreating, uh, retreating Pegasi. All right, so they are 250 feet away. That's a minus four, I believe, on your attack rolls. Yes. From for range. Yes. So no de- right. no deadly aim, but full attack. These are at minus four, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, thirteen to hit on the first one. Miss. Yeah, and then a twenty on the rapid shot. Twenty hits. So that's uh, seven damage, and then. A nine's not going to hit. No. All right. Uh, one of the Pegasi is hit with your arrow, but none of that, uh, but it does not go down. And now it's our genus's turn. What's your fireball range? Not that far. I don't think. It's much further. It's a 400 foot range. Is it? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, That's like an 800 foot range at this level. out of existence. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's 400 feet plus 40 feet per level. Yeah, all right. So. Fireball is a long range nuke. <laughs> here's exactly what's what's happening. So, like, our genus is ready to ignore this entire situation. Like, I already killed four of them. But seeing as how everybody's very vindictive right now. Our genus, without turning around, kind of points his finger out there and just blasts them. Doesn't even look at that explosion. Doesn't even look at it. <laughs> All right. Uh, roll damage. I'll see if I even need to roll reflex. Sure. Uh, 32. So 16 is half. I mean, that's got to be close if... Uh... Yeah, it's close. I'm going to roll. Uh the one that Teobleth hit is going to die even on a save, so I'm just going to roll two reflex saves. Fail. Fail. So uh, so uh, our genus finishes off the last three Pegasi. Sweet. Moving on. <sighs> that was nicely handled. Indeed. I, I very much wonder what they were even planning on doing if I agreed to ride them, says Elksy. <laughs> I don't think they thought that through. <laughs> that would have been a sight to see. Alas, moving on. All right, so with that, yeah, you guys uh, just continue trudging on. Um, probably would have been a lot faster if you uh, if you let those Pegasi give you a ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We went real fast. After the uh, after you take care of those Pegasi, you go through another full day of traveling. Uh, this time you're making your way down. Uh, only to make your way back up again. You hike for the rest of the day, and uh, you set up camp. Let's do perception checks for watches. 27. 22. All right. Your watches go by uneventfully. All right. For the Randolph and Thalias watch, we it got is a... Randolph and Thalias' watch. 18 and 11. Okay. Looks like you got a 28 perception. <sighs> She's the best. It's almost like elk are, like, real perceptive. Uh, all right, now uh, Tia Bluth and Uhtred. 16. 38. All right, another uneventful night. That's what I like to hear. Indeed. So you uh, you wake up on, let's see, what is this? Uh, it's been three days. It's been three days since you departed the Wailing Cascade, and it's been probably like a full week since you left... Uh, since you talked to Arasni. Wait, you guys talked to Arasni? 
Oh, shit, says the narrator. (laughs) Then the rocky trail that you've been traversing drops away ahead, descending several more miles down a steep slope that overlooks an alien sight. To the north and east, Verilich continues on, a treacherous landscape choked with miasma and dotted with rotting scraps of greenery. To the west, however, a garden of vibrant greens and reds snakes through the terrain. The winds from this verdant stretch, perhaps 20 miles across, reek of sickly sweet fruits, acrid rot, and blood. You can't see it for the the canopy that this lush jungle has created, but based on your maps, you know that somewhere in that greenery must lie Gallows Spire. Probably at the center of it. Perhaps. Is it just me or does this seem like a bigger blast than what took Vigil? And what is that smell? My God. It smells like death. It smells I like imagine, magic. I imagine it took a lot more magic to blow a mountain apart than a city. Perhaps the Whispering Tyrant didn't want to take any chances. Perhaps he had to use more than one of those shards. Maybe that would only benefit us, actually. Yeah, that'd be convenient. I wonder if using one of the shards in such close proximity to him might have had any effect. I mean, Maybe he took himself a... out in the blast by accident. <laughs> uh, not that wishful. But, I mean, up until Gallanspire, the two times we've known him to do this, he was quite far away. This time, I mean, how far away in the mountain he was trying to blow up could he possibly get from it? That is a, uh, that is a fair point, Uhtred. Perhaps the closer he is to the detonation point, the more potent he can make the magic. Oh, that's a lovely thought. Well, either way, we're not going to get answers standing here speculating. Let's keep moving. Though a temperate region, the Gallospire Gardens, or as the hip kids call it, the Gallo Garden, is effectively a jungle, thanks to its rampant growth, uh, slows travel down even more uh, than what you've been going at. After you uh, hike the remaining miles down to uh, the border of uh, this greenery, you quickly discover that you will need to uh, hack your own trails through these strange uh, uh, bushes and vines. You weave around trees so massive that they blot out what little sun Verlich receives. Uh, Anybody who wants to can give me a knowledge nature or survival check. Survival it is. I got an 11 on the nature. And I got a 12 on the survival. Both natural ones. Step aside and 18 <laughs> on knowledge nature. Well, Elksy will uh, help you guys out with a 30 survival check. <laughs> oh, that's uh, nice. Not that, not that this wasn't exceedingly obvious, but uh, Elksy's just looking around at all of these plants. She shakes her head. None of these plants are natural. None of them are none of them are local to this area. It's like they were just created. Um, do these plants look the same as the plants from like Rossler Coffer and do those look like the same that were at Vigil? Or do they all look different even though they're all definitely not natural? Yeah, um, the plants in all three locations have had their own unique look. You get the feeling that the positive energy from the radiant fire uh, like accelerates plant growth. Positive uh, energy? And Negative energy? I believe you've known, or it's been speculated, uh, and I think Erasny might have confirmed it, that the radiant fire... Uh, comprises of both negative and positive energy in enormous quantities. The positive energy, among doing other things, uh, rapidly accelerates plant growth. And mixed with the negative energy, it has tons of horrible side effects. The plant life in Verlich, from the 
centuries of the former uh, occupation of the Whispering Tyrant, even if that itself has been removed for centuries at this point, uh, still contains lots of latent necromantic energy. And the the positive energy that's uh, fostering this plant growth is it's not doing it in a healthy way. Like even around Roslar's Coffer and Vigil, the plant growth didn't look healthy, but it still more or less resembled, you know, the local flora. The plants that you're looking at now, they're perverse amalgamations of plant, fungal, and animal matter. Yeah. While lush and idyllic at first glance, the unique plants in this area feature red spattered patterns, skull-shaped leaves and blossoms, jagged thorns, and a lot of the trees just have these dripping maws that exist solely to emit mournful wails or tortured shrieks as you pass, and branches uh, reflexively cling and crush anything that goes by. Like, this looks like the forest itself is evil. So yeah, you guys uh, you guys enter the Gallo Gardens. Looking around, I'm just like, you could hear uh, Teal kind of muttering under his breath, like, you know, this is why I started going to cities. Nature's always out to get you. So first things first, I'd like a fortitude save and... Just give me another survival check, just for fun. All right, I'm going to use my uh, sudden insight to give me a bonus on this fort save. It's a plus five, so... Oh, huh. that's a 29 for Teoblith on the fort save. Ucha got a 28 Ooh. on the fort. Okay. Our genius got a nine. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't sound uh, too happy about it. <laughs> Randy got a 17 fort and Thalias had a 21 fort. Okay. And how about those survival checks? Uh, Teolith got a 19 on the survival. Uchi got a 2. 13. 23 and 10. Alright, so Randolph and Elksy passed their survival checks. Uh, everyone else, as you're traveling through uh, the Gallo Gardens, there's no trails to traverse everywhere you go you're shouldering your way through vegetation and everyone but Randolph and Elksy have uh, tracked iridescent sap on themselves so everyone's shiny now is that what you're saying uh yeah um ever like uh get like um you get like invisible ink on your palms and then you like shine a black light on it and your your hand lights up gotcha it kind of looks like that. And in fact, as you guys are traveling into this uh, jungle, uh, there is this weird green glow. Uh, it's not like blinding you or anything, but it's the the lack of sunlight is certainly apparent, but you can all like there's just this very faint glow like the 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 trees and the bushes and everything just has this iridescence to itself. So yeah, uh, everybody but Randolph and uh, Elksy have tracked iridescent sap. Uh, the sap uh, glows a radioactive green and clings to nearly any surface it touches. While tracking iridescent sap, uh, you take a minus 10 penalty on stealth checks, and any DCs to track you are reduced by 10 as you leave a glowing green trail. You can remove this sap uh, with 10 minutes of thorough washing slash scrubbing, or else it dries up and crumbles off after eight hours of inactivity. So you can slow your progress even more than you've been going and just continually uh, scrub this sap off of yourselves as you uh, as you track it. But it, it looks like doing that would, you would almost be coming to a halt trying to keep all this sap off yourselves. It seems like so long as one of us has it, we all have it, and so... As far as the tracking goes, yeah. But then if, like, you guys are like, I'm going to stealth real quick. Oh, yeah. Anybody who hasn't tracked it, like, you're you're not taking the group penalty on that. But, yeah, as far as tracking, if one of you has it, yeah, someone can track all of you guys. 
I mean, we can't even avoid trouble when we avoid the trouble, so like, <laughs> was it matter? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would say just keep going. I mean, it does sound like we're slogging through this if we're bushwhacking through killer fauna. Yeah, it know. sounds annoying, but yeah, let's uh, just gotta keep going. All right, we're glitter dusted. Deal with it. Pretty much, yeah. So you guys have been traveling for like maybe forty-five minutes to an hour in this jungle, and you reach a, a small clearing, and you see a creature standing in the middle of the clearing, and it's it's looking right at you like it was waiting for you. Anyone with knowledge religion, I'll just give it to you. You recognize this creature as a ghoul. You know that ghouls are not super dangerous, uh, but the ghoul uh, it. It just watches you as you approach, and you're maybe 80 feet away from it, and it says, Have you come to pay tribute? Uh, I look around at my compatriots, and I nod enthusiastically. Uh, Yes, yes, that's that's why we're here. Tribute, right guys? Yes, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. Of course we've come to pay tribute. Ah, your immaculance. All right, uh, give me a bluff check. Uh, can I also? I, I had a better bluff. <laughs> can I also give a perception check or uh or some sort of knowledge roll to you know kind of scan the area to figure out like what <laughs> what am I? What are we tribute? paying tribute to? <laughs> uh, you can give a perception check. Sure. Twenty-seven. Twenty. Twenty-four, and then. Eight for bluff. Randolph, how's that bluff? So I'm thinking maybe I could assist on the bluff. Yeah, yeah go ahead and add two to that eight. Uh, okay, well, I'll just... All right. I'll just <laughs> all right, well, neither was going to work. It's a seven bluff. All right, wonderful. You know, that sort of matches the role playing we just did, too. Mm. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, oh. That's why we're here, sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, the the ghoul just uh, starts laughing. He, like, he's almost, like, doubled over, like, holding himself up with his hands on his knees. <laughs> Vigilites. It never fail. You never fail to amuse at how bad you are at lying. And it starts clawing the ground and as like a move action it burrows underground god damn it do we know that what do ghouls usually have a burrow speed yeah i was about to say uh give me knowledge religion checks now 38 32 uh teoblith and utrid you know that ghouls can't usually burrow underground uh but you know that some ghouls who have been around for a very long time and specifically work at it and maybe take a ghoul specific feat uh, does gain the ability to burrow you guys like brace and like ready for combat and probably roll initiative but like a minute goes by nothing happens Uh, did we pay tribute somehow (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and cast an echolocation Alright. Like, probably want to help with something coming out of the ground, but I want to be on high alert now. Can I... Actually, I'm going to make my boots... Uh, uh, I'm going to make myself fly using my boots. Okay. Anybody else doing anything? Um, Me and Thelias will be back-to-back, like, uh, ready-for-anything type deal. So if something comes from one way, Thelias will attack. And from the other way, I'll attack. Okay. Uh, Uchir would... Draw Valo and keen it with the sheet this time. All right. Um, yeah, I think I'll spend a a focus point to give myself a fly speed for a little while and definitely have my bow out and at the ready. Yeah, I'm not ready to burn any spells or anything of like real resource yet. Nothing happens. You perhaps hear a, a distant a distant shriek of despair. It's from one of those fucking trees. Almost like replacing the hoot of an owl in these nature sounds. But otherwise, yeah, nothing happens. Call me crazy, I got an idea. While we're waiting for this guy to 
you know, res, uh, resurface and totally crush us. What if we spent the time now to get that crap off of us? Or did it already come off of us? No, it's still, well, it's not on Randolph or Elksy, but yeah, it is still on you guys. It crumbles off by itself with eight hours of inactivity. Right. So just in case, like, he knows we're here, and he is burrowed away, but maybe he can't, if we keep going, maybe he can't track us if we get rid of this, you know? So I'm going to do, at least the Elias, I'm going to be like, all right, well, let's get this crap off you, and then uh, I'm going to try and help everybody else. Okay. If anyone has a better idea in the meantime, but I, I, feel, I, I think we should just keep moving. This thing's gonna show up or not, and us standing here is just gonna make us an easy target. Okay, <laughs> I uh, stop manhandling Thelias, and uh, I start like kind of running because if you think he's coming back, you know, one way or another, I guess I'd like to be out of this spot. And anybody who wants me to, uh, or anybody who wants to can roll knowledge geography. That's a tenor. Okay. Fifteen. Uhtred, you may recall a ghoul that was famous for something in the Whispering Tyrant's ranks, but with a fifteen, you don't really... Nothing really comes to mind. Not, like, honestly, like, like uh, there might have been a famous ghoul, and you're like, there's probably, like, ten famous ghouls in the Whispering Tyrant's ranks. Like, Information is not exactly helpful, but you think maybe like this. You were you were pretty sure when this thing burrowed away from you that it wasn't an ordinary ghoul. But now that you're like jogging your memory, you're like this might have been like a significant ghoul from back in the day. So you guys are just traveling again. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I got this echolocation for like almost two hours. All right, and I don't know how late in the day it's getting, but. Um, if it gets to a point where the ablative barrier that I cast in the morning wears off, I'll recast it. Just let me know so I spend the the spell slot. Okay. Yeah, um, a few hours goes by, uh, which might strike you as really weird because this thing, it, it seems like this thing just completely left you alone after calling you out that it knows that you're not here to pay tribute. But yeah, you've just been traveling for another few hours eventually you know Teobleth's ablative barrier and echolocation for echolocation would drop first and then eventually Teobleth's ablative barrier would uh also drop and he refreshes it and it's been a few hours but yeah you guys haven't really covered that much distance that uh, sounds like us all told you've gone maybe five miles since you entered the gallo gardens that does seem like a big distance doesn't it like i'm just saying because like the the like vigil is not five miles across much less five miles of just the vegetation outside it yeah okay i'm just trying to like that is very whatever happened here seems like it was more potent than what happened at vigil is what i'm getting yeah, at. I, th- I thought you said he blew the top off of gallospire not he blew gallospire completely apart <laughs> well i mean you guys I haven't seen Gallowspire yet, so who knows what happened. But uh, yeah, you, you've you been traveling for a few hours, and uh, you get to a swampy, uh, a thick swampy area. There's fungi, uh, strands of greenery, dot the gray-blue landscape. They stand up from the low fog, clinging to the ground. Uh, you guys can give me perception checks. 19. 28. 12. Okay, Teoblith is the only one to spot uh, in the shadow of a large rock outcropping, which the the bog is kind of funneling you into. Uh, You see, uh, disguised among the other plants, two giant fly traps. Uh, They look like they are lying in wait for any unwary prey to get too close. I'll stop the group and, and point them out, like, hey, we got some hostile vegetation up ahead. I uh, I tap my scythe together, you know, with my hand, as if to say, this is the perfect opportunity to use my scythe. Indeed it is. And So I'll, I'll leave the charge, you know, against any uh, flora. Yeah. I'll even, I'll even do you one better. I'll, uh, I'll give your scythe uh, 
give it an additional plus one and give it plant bane. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, damn. And I will do the same to my bow. If we're prepping a little, I'll put Keen on Valo. All right, so when you guys are ready to strike, go ahead and give me initiative. All right, Uhtred. 15. Randolph. 21. Oxy. Tiova. 20. Okay. Arginus. 10. All right, uh, well, Elksy's going first, and uh, yeah, Elksy just kind of looks at you guys and says, oh, it'd be a shame if we uh, close that gap without some sort of opening volley, don't you think? And holds I, and I do delays think. her turn. All right, Randolph. Am I the opening volley? <laughs> well, it's your turn. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, Where? Can I, can I cast haste before this starts? You can cast haste when it's your turn. I'm too far away to charge, I think. It's 60 yeah. feet away. Yeah, it's too far to charge. All right, so leave it to me. I'll cast haste. All right. And is Thelias doing anything? Uh, he's just standing next to me, ready to flank. Like this. All right. Uh, Teoboth. All right, uh, opening volley incoming. Uh, with the haste, I will do a full attack on the the red one that's a little bit further back. Okay. Um, full attack with deadly aim. So that is a 20 to hit. 20 will not hit. And then a 29 to hit. 29 will hit. All right. And then a 21 to hit. 21 will also not hit. And for the haste attack is a 31. 31 will hit. These guys are flat-footed and they're dodging 21s. I doubt their AC is coming much from their decks. (laughs) As you watch uh, these fly traps, uh, they they do seem to be actively avoiding these uh, shots as though they weren't (laughs) flat-footed. Okay, so I hit with two arrows... First one is uh, 28 damage, and the second one deals 25. All right, Uhtred. I'm going to cast a Frostbite. Uh, I would assume you are astride your Phantom Mount, which would let you approach and attack. You'd have the movement for it. Okay, yeah. So then we will move up and, and swing. Before you close the distance, uh, your movement will provoke an attack of opportunity. Okay. Um, uh, actually, uh, it's going to proc the blue fly traps held action. And I'm going to use an arcana point as immediate action to give myself extra AC. And that lasts so, to the beginning of my next turn. Alright. So what's going on is this thing had a held action. As soon as you were within reach, it was going to uh, attack, and it's got a 15-foot reach. So what? When you're 15, 15? yeah. So when you're 15 feet away, uh, one of its uh, big old plant mouths lunges out. That's a 27 to hit. Misses. All right. So that misses, and then you close in another five feet. But that movement will now provoke an attack of opportunity. Because I left a threatened square. Yes. So the second bite is a 30 to hit. That also misses. All right. So you may now close the rest of the distance and proceed with the rest of your turn. That's a 21 to hit. 21 does not hit. That's a whole lot of stuff for just a bunch of whiffs. Pretty much, yeah. Our genus. Uh, Fireball. All right. Let me give you two reflex saves. Got to be 19 or higher. It's a 12 and an 18. Let's not make it. All right, give it to me. Ooh, a great roll there, but um, yeah. 27 fire damage. Okay. All right, and it is now the flytrap's turns. And uh, yeah, Blue's going to full attack on Uhtred. Natural 20. Does it confirm? 34 to confirm. Does not confirm. All right, because uh, you still have your uh, yes, your extra bonus, right? All right, so just a regular hit. 
that's going to be 10 points of damage and uh, a 24 to grapple. Oh, yeah, no, it, it doesn't grapple. All right, uh, another bite coming at you. Shit, when did my CMD get that high? I mean, you've got a killer dodge bonus, I think, to AC, and that goes into your CMD. Yeah, you're right. That's a 32 to hit. Does not hit. Another natural 20. Yeah, but does it confirm? <laughs> it's a natural 20. To confirm? No. Uh, a th- <laughs> yeah, I almost shit my pants. It's like, uh, how is Utrecht on the brink of death right now? <laughs> That's a 32 to confirm. Does not confirm. Absolute beefcake. 32. <laughs> Eight points of damage. Wow. And a 25 to grapple. Doesn't grapple. And with a fourth bite, 29 to hit. Uh, that doesn't hit. All right. The other... Giant Flytrap is going to take a five-foot step east, and it's also going to full attack on Utrud. All right, how many nat 20s can this one get? I'll be perfectly honest. I needed a nat 20 to hit Utrud. <laughs> so oh, I'm good. just going to roll and see if I get any more. I'll be perfectly honest. You haven't even come close to confirming those. Yep. That's a, well, not a natural 20, but it's a natural one. So let's see if that confirms. Can you beat a 39? I got a natural 20 (laughs) on the confirmation roll, so it doesn't confirm the fumble. Damn. That's my third natural 20 versus Uhtred in this combat. (laughs) And you've done a grand total of 18 damage. damage. (laughs) Make that that four natural 20s. Are you kidding (laughs) me? With a, wow, and the confirmation rolls have been really close to natural 20s, but not... Uh, so not going to confirm, but it's another 11 points of damage. And let's see if, let's see if I can get above a natural three on its grapple check. Yup. Ruh-roh. That is a 39 to grapple. That'll grapple. All right, Uhtred is grappled. And now it is Elksy's turn. Elksy's going to charge on red. Oh, and uh, when Uhtred gets grappled, he gets pulled... Uh, to be adjacent to that flytrap. So yeah, Elksy's going to charge at red, uh, shouting, let go of him! But that movement is going to provoke from both flytraps. Goddammit, Elksy. <laughs> well, so only... noble yet so frail. <laughs> <laughs> only blue, actually, because red can't make attack of opportunity while grappled. I was about itself. to ask that if it was considered, yeah. yeah. You see how strong Uhtred is? He ate four fucking natural 20s and took away <laughs> the reach of the red one. <laughs> I mean, one of those natural 20s was just to not fumble, but yeah, that's... Oh, okay. He took well, three natural 20s. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. That, okay, good. That's better. All right. So that's going to be a 31 to hit, which will hit Elksy. Elksy's going to take 11 points of damage. Oh, Elksy's got a pretty good CMD, but... I don't know if a 41 is uh, going to be low enough. Nope. Elksy gets grappled before she can reach the red fly trap to help Uhtred, and in doing so, gets stopped adjacent to the blue fly trap. So now each fly trap has a creature grappled, and it is Randolph's turn. Okay. um, Now, haste doubles my movement speed. It adds, yes, it, it doubles it to 40. I can charge? Hell yeah. Squish, 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 squish from Thalias. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to charge and attack. All right. Can I power attack on a charge? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a 35 to hit. Oh, 35 hits. For... 26 plus 2 acid, and I know about the acid, so you don't have to tell me that uh, it barely works or doesn't work or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know me so well. (laughs) Yeah. And I only get the one attack, right? Yes. Oh, um, but add 2d6 to it because you have a plant bane scythe right now. Oh, that's right. Oh, hell yeah. Come on, big numbers. Okay. 11 damage. Oh, damn. There we go. Huge. And uh, I don't think Thalias can attack. Yeah, he he charged. Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah. Uh, 27 to hit? Hell yeah, that hits. For 
19 damage plus three fire. So that's probably like 21 regular damage or something. You know, it is like 21 regular damage. All right, you guys pummel this fly trap real good. And it's now Teal Blitz turn. All right, let's uh, keep plucking away at the the red one. I'm going to uh, deadly aim, and I'm going to spend uh, spend a mental focus to do my sudden insight to give my first attack a plus five bonus. I want this goddamn many shot to hit <laughs> uh, with deadly aim. All right. Wow. Oh, that. Those are big numbers. <laughs> Yep. So that is a 36 to hit on the first arrow. All right, that'll hit. And then a 30 to hit on the rapid shot. That'll also hit. A 20 to hit on the hasted shot. A 20 will hit because it's grappled. Oh, shit. Yes, yes. And then a 30 to hit on the final shot. That'll hit. Oh, boy. Okay, so the many shot deals 15, 36, deals 46 damage. The second shot does 23. Okay, and you have destroyed one of the fly traps, the red one. All right, then these last two shots go over to the blue one. Utrid is released from his grapple. Uh, let's see, the hasted shot does 28 damage. Okay. And the last shot does 26. Okay. That is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, that was a good roll. Indeed. Utrid. Um, I'm going to take a full round on Bloom now that I'm free of that grapple. All right. Uh, first one is a 22 to hit. And it Oops. has the grapples condition. Yeah. So that's going to be... Um, are these things chaotic? They are not. Okay, 11 slashing damage and 17 non-lethal cold damage. With the 11 slashing damage, you finish off the second flytrap. <laughs> and Elksy is released from the grapple. And cake. we'll see you next week right. on the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. See ya. See ya. Hooray!